five head already thinking of the meta strategy before the patch is even out dude i love it that's why i love this it's, podcast it's like it's like you know it's like silence a global alt. yeah no one can hear anything Off it dude goes. that's Air actually that. no one can hear you could just run around if you saw them first then they never hear you I wonder what happens if you do it on like factory or labs does the plane just get stuck in the ceiling and can you imagine <laughs> Players just start, start coming on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast. We continue to focus on developing the game, passionate analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm a video editor for Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber, helping you guys hopefully get better at the game that we know and love called Escape from Tarkov. Welcome back to Scav Talk and Church. How has your week been over on your side of the pond? <laughs> it's been good over here, man. I did play. Yeah, I did play some Tarkov. Uh, most, like, literally just run throughs, leveling up strength. Um, prior to that, the reason why I paused there is because I was thinking. Like, should I include this as playing Tarkov? <laughs> but I, I won't. Um, I was doing some testing with Airwing on some different um, leveling mechanics for strength and endurance on a fresh account. And some very interesting preliminary findings, some really cool scientific method being applied that okay. we figured out. Um, so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, but we got some pretty cool news and Giga, your week, how's it been? Yes, we've got some cool news. Um, my week, I've actually been playing some EFT. It's been, it's been good mm -hmm. and finally got some time to yeah get, get a little bit of extra time in, I through some more of the, the quests I've been doing. Finally, as I said last time, this gear quest line after unblocking myself from chumming. So I've been going through basically the ones where you need to shoot with mp15x's yeah. of some kind so i've used it as an excuse to make some stuff got video tomorrow it's going to be on um 155 because oh, okay. i've not really used the 155 before and i was intrigued between the ultima and the 153 oh, and, and that kind of stuff right. because i've been doing right. setup and i've been doing silent caliber at the same time so that's been kind of fun i've actually really enjoyed it it's been it's been good and then um yeah i mean outside of that i've played around a bit with uh did i say last week if i'd i can't remember when this was whether i was playing around with the mp5 sd last week or not i don't know yeah i think it was before last yeah. week's one actually yeah because yeah. you crafted because i crafted the stuff yeah so i ran out of those mm. and then i haven't used them since but uh, yeah i had some cool fights i've basically just been using shotguns for well a week or something because i just keep getting them back um and i finally bought a second thick items case so my stash is now clear Ooh. again which is which is super super nice i was looking between the two different uh barters that you can do with the traders mm -hmm. and they're very very similar one's like 17 million one's 18 million it kind of depends so yeah i ended up doing the one that i thought was less price fluctuating which was the the drinks one with the moonshine and the vodkas and stuff because there's less items but they i mean more free float because sometimes you find that certain items with the ledx one i think like the toothpaste sometimes they just go ridiculous ibuprofen yeah, just disappear yeah. so you can get some thinness of the quantity so anyway i did that but i ran into a bit of stash storage space problems because i i needed to do it because i didn't have that much space left because i'd hoarded so many things so much junk at the bottom that i realized that i needed well you need 50 moonshine 50 vodkas and 30 whiskeys well that's 130 items 
and each one is two yeah. slots. So you need 260 items slots worth of space. So I ended, I ended up with three holodilniks is the net result of all of the shenanigans. But I did end up I did end up buying another one. So that's good. And that's made me feel a lot better about my stash and my... my Because I, I don't like just deleting this stuff because I've ended up with loads of things yeah. because I was doing all the recoil testing, all the weapons testing, all this kind of stuff. So I've ended up with tons of... Di- and all the, yeah, the suppressors guide and all those ones. So I've ended up with loads of different attachments for all sorts of things that I don't, I don't just want to sell them straight off to mechanic. It just feels bad. So I've kept them. And every time I'm building a gun, I'm trying to piece together what I can with what I have first using the modding screen and then going into the preset screen to buy the other stuff that I need that I don't have. So I am slowly using them up. Even if they're not meta, I'm just putting on whatever I have first to just try and clear out. And this, it's working. It's working slowly. But uh, yeah, it's been interesting. I had Maybe we'll talk about it a bit later, but I had a fight again with Shotgun where I ended up with the rare double-sided recording because the other guy was the German streamer um, who ended up killing oh. me, but I I was recording my side offline as well. So yeah, yeah. I haven't quite compared them side by side. Things mm. actually there was no real problems. They, they actually the fight felt fair and it looks kind of all right from a preliminary scan over. Mm-hmm. But that was that was kind of that was kind mm. of interesting. So now it's been it's been good. I did actually watch that video that you oh said yeah. last time the the gameplay video, which is mm. which is pretty fun. It's pretty fun. No, it's good. I, I like it. I, I think cool. the editing's good. It's um, it, it's decent. I know you were getting called out in our Discord for old memes. Um, oh, yeah. I know that was on. A, I know that was on a different video, but I think it's it's one of those funny things, right? When you're doing gameplay stuff, you're adding in some jokes or memes or whatever. It's it's a tricky yeah. thing because you sort of almost age the video. You want to put them in because it spices it up. But you almost age it if someone comes back and watches it later and there's oh, there's a bunch of old memes in here. It's kind of it's a it's a tough call. It depends. I guess it depends on how evergreeny you want the video to be i suppose whether you want people to consume it in the moment and then okay we'll move on to the next one or if you want it to be viewable by your grandkids you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah some of the i'm not really like deep into the meme stream of the meme metaverse or (laughs) i don't know (laughs) meme economy Word, word salad yeah i'm not really like up to date on the most trendy stuff so i i usually um i've been trying to get better at that because uh yeah, memes are power of memes should not be underestimated. But a lot of my taste in certain decisions is like um, influenced from people that you know videos I found funny or or whatnot. So um, or just some of the popular memes of the past I like. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so let's talk Tarkov TV. Yes, so Tarkov TV pretty much literally just happened it yeah. was really 6 p.m for me and i know about one for you so it was watch it it was quite short actually i was expecting it to be a little bit longer because i thought it was going to really squeeze me tonight start at six go on for two hours until eight try and ram in some dinner and then come on here at nine but it was only an hour which was quite good yeah. actually nikita kept it quite short and yeah. sweet and i think some of that is down to the change in production value. I think it was actually yeah. quite a good one. I don't know what you thought about that, but they had lots of videos, which was really it. neat. Mm. And they've changed their setup a bit, so now they've more tarot groups, labsy in the background and that kind of thing. But the videos really do help showcase, rather than Dimitri trying to go through all the items, load into different yeah, raids, and lots yeah. of downtime and that kind of stuff. Yeah, having the pre-canned videos for various things was pretty cool. Um, I liked that they were prepared. It felt very streamlined. Yeah, it did. And that kept it to an hour 
showcasing everything that I think they wanted to and it not feeling it still it didn't feel rushed or anything. Felt like Nikita said what he what he wanted to say. I know he always complains about his English and about slipping into Russian and stuff, but mm-hmm. I even noted in this one that his English is really getting quite good. I know that a few years ago he struggled quite a bit with certain words, phrases trying to communicate, but yeah. really he was not that problematic at all anymore, I think. He's really upped his game on his English language. I guess it just happens after, over time if you're communicating with an English audience or reading Reddit a lot or speaking to people and going on podcasts and, and things. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure it all helps. I'm sure mm-hmm. it all helps. But uh, yeah, so what did we get? We got some some interesting stuff, some things that the impacts of will remain to be seen. Usually there's some elements to a new patch that we don't get prior warning of, and that's the way that they like it. So I'm sure there'll be a few other things that hasn't been showcased, and we'll have to see what impact it has. Just running through from start to finish, I think, is the easiest way. The Rhino Revolver is the, the very first one. Now, this is one that I've not really been as excited about as a lot of other people. I don't know how you feel about it. Are you are you thrilled about the new revolvers? Um, I'm just excited or like glad. I don't know what you call it, but I put in our recent um, video for, for Airwing. Um, he had a section where he's talking about, you know, the Tarkov TV, what could be in there and stuff. And he mentioned like, oh, there could be some some guns that they've teased in the past. And I had the I was like, oh, I know I got a Rhino screenshot let me throw that in there because i i was thinking like they may actually put that in because of they put in the revolvers this swipe so i thought oh the logical thing is they're gonna do all the other revolvers because they've teased the rhino before i'm kind of like hey i did i did a good thing you know (laughs) but as far as like am i excited about it Mm, it's okay (laughs) yeah i'll take it it's a new it's a new toy for like a day it's exactly. a pistol and there's you know some interesting stuff that they said about it i think there's going to be if did you say there was going to be a couple of different calibers for it or is it going to be a new caliber because they showcased one round the the uh, 357 there's yeah. 357 fmj 357 hollow points so it's going to have at least that caliber i don't know if there's going to be multiple calibers for the gun yeah i'm not sure because that i noticed the pistol yeah i'm not sure yeah i it, one of it the issues in Tarkov, it anyway, right, like is that, that was when you have, yeah, it did. It, it did sound like that was the case, and I know yeah. that we were doing some searching while it was on. That it comes in five different calibers. You can chamber it in mm-hmm. five different types. So the, the problem is in EFT, though, as we've seen with things like the MDR, is that usually the way it works because everything comes off this lower. It's explicitly built into the game as a different weapon entirely right. when you change the caliber. It's not just a case of, well, I mean, that's not the case in that in real life either as far as i'm led to believe you can't just change over the barrel right you need for even an mdr yeah, I think I believe, you need to change the, the yeah. um some stuff with the firing mechanism not that i'm an expert in any way but right anyway i i doubt that they'll put in five different types of the rhino that are all different different uh, well, calibers I, I don't know i don't know who knows? But they could they could yeah. you never know you never know <laughs> however there was, there was one interesting thing that they did say about it which was that there's going to be some variants at least you'll be able to have a few mm-hmm. different i don't know i guess setups of it and one of them is going to be one by one it is going to be a literal one slot pocket shoot <laughs> snub nose yeah exactly so what that's going to mean remains to be seen and he also mentioned that it's going to be extremely durable so i guess it doesn't take much durability damage maybe you just take it with you in every raid just in case your main gun breaks because they've been tuning up the 
durability damage that you're doing to your weapons. Oh, yeah, I think there was that's a big, right. There's a yeah, there's a big flat increase this week across the board, and I don't know whether they'll keep going with that, but they clearly feel, and I don't disagree with them that durability still doesn't have that yeah. much of an impact on the whole game. They've added all of these malfunctions, mechanics, blah blah blah, and then meta gamers like us have <laughs> just gone to ninety three percent and then repair it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm yet to use the quick swap to a pistol, for example. I still don't right. see the need to bring one in. I, I can't like, remember the last time I had a malfunction. That's the thing. I don't think I've had a malfunction. Um, mm. And I, yeah, that's kind of my, as much as I like have a personal, um, it's not my uh, taste for like malfunctions, but regardless, I just kind of feel like it's a bit of a wasted as it stands currently, it's kind of a wasted mechanic because, like you said, they did all this work, and then now you can just metagame the system, and it's as if it's not even there for 99%. Like, there's, like, some cases, like the Mutant, for example. Let's say you're a god gamer, and you keep using it, keep using it, keep using it, surviving, repairing, repairing, well, the maximum durability goes below 93%. So now you're in the threshold of jam zone. You can't repair it above because it's it's, you know, got that red blocked out area. Um, so what do you do? You can buy a brand new mutant that's like 170k. So it's like, uh, that's that's kind of a harder decision to make. Now, if it's worth it or not, I don't know. It just depends on the circumstances. But yeah, so I I I do kind of think they should really kind of push the system. They should make the system more relevant because it's important for what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I don't know. I was just having some crazy thoughts while you were talking about how you make the traders, all the guns are 80% from the traders or something, and the only 100% mm. ones you find in weapons boxes and raids, like something like that. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I've thought about that too. Yeah, just anything to sort of push the system in right. and to force people then to value the items in raids or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's, yeah, there's, 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 there's problems. There's problems with that. It's literally yeah. just like off the top of my head. I was like, huh, I yeah. wonder, but. I don't know. We'll see. I think that's the issue. The availability of 100% weapons is probably too high with the current system. And I'm not sure if increasing the burn is the best way of dealing with it. I feel like setting the durabilities of these guns to start with, because they don't need to be brand, brand new. They're not necessarily, well, right. I guess it depends on the weapon. I was going to say they're not necessarily imported, but a lot, a lot of, especially the Western guns, almost certainly, well, they have, have to have been. So it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. make sense. I don't know. I'm not that sure. That could be a cool lore that. thing. Like the, the, you know, AKs are like, you know, the AKMs are like, you know, 80 durability or they like vary from the trader. That'd be kind of cool. But like the, the NATO ones are like brand new. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. They're kind of harder to get. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so he touched very briefly on Arena, which mm -hmm. we know is in development. He said it's it's coming. We're going to see more this year he said he wants to release it this year at some point but we will see what teasers they show later down the line i think he he kind of suggested that we're going to see some more of it i guess i'll be sending some screenshots out maybe some videos of how it might work i don't really know who knows whether they'll put it in ets it seems like it's a separate game though so i don't know if it would fit within ets as a right. framework because ets is part of dark of main Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. Maybe there'll be a separate download or, or something for people to try it. Who who knows? So we'll just have to wait and see. It remains to be seen about that. 
Excited though. I'm, I, I'm actually really excited for it. I'm, I'm interested to see what it ends up looking like and feeling like. It could be a good test bed for gaining skills that you normally only get when you're playing offline factory against horde mode scavs, for example, just to practice getting oh, yeah. into firefights because it's less of a problem now for me and you. But I know when I first started playing the game, yeah, because you're no good at the game at all, you right. just get shot out of nowhere so often. And actually getting into a firefight and being able to practice fighting against other people the time mm-hmm. is so limited that when you do actually want to do it, you normally whiff your shot or you're panicking and it's yep. scary and crazy and you die and you end up getting almost no practical experience and it takes a good while. So I think that'll be, that'll be cool for people. I want to say too, when he was talking about or demonstrating the um, revolver that he was um, also leading into the arena. And then he also mentioned Nikita that the revolver was one of the arena guns. Like I can't remember the exact wording he used, you recall this? Well, something I, like thought, this. I thought he said it was an arena gun, but I think he said, yes. I think he said Reno, which I thought oh, he was saying okay. arena, but I think it was his pronunciation of Rhino. That makes sense. As yeah, Reno yeah, yeah. that made me think he's saying an arena gun, but That's he's actually just saying thought. Rhino. I'm pretty sure that was, that was okay. it, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Sometimes it's hard to... Because I was thinking that it was going to be like, gun game or something you know what i mean like every like you everyone spawns in and you have like a chance um like it's a random gun that everyone has and that's like the chat yeah anyways i thought gun game would be real fun by the way yeah that would be pretty cool honestly that'd be pretty cool so we have to wait for that then uh-huh. next coming up dlss is supposedly coming to the game well in a week Probably from the time that people hear this out on the podcast, so I guess it will be a week. He said a week to a week and a half, something like that. It's already, he showed a screenshot of it. They played a video showing the difference between standard and with a few different settings of DLSS. I loved, like, chat was going crazy going, it all looks the same, there's no difference, but the frame rate is like 73 versus 130 or something. I'm like, yeah. well, that's the point, right? If it, didn't, if it looked different, then it's probably not doing its job correctly because it's only going to look worse, if anything. <laughs> Not trying to increase the graphics, trying to increase the frame rate. So we'll we'll have to see how that works out. I'm on I run on quite a small monitor relatively. And I know that people have said that it's kind of best on 1440p and higher. So I I don't know. If it will give us 50 more frames, even down at mm-hmm. you know, my my low res of I've I've some stupid res. I'm like one one I'm like two thousand and forty eight by like one one fifty two or something because I'm on this archaic VGA monitor from however long ago. But I just I just I'm so used to the colors on it and stuff. Like it's so hard to move away to something better and and bigger. And when mm-hmm. frames are such an issue in Tarkov anyway, I'm loath to make my screen larger when it's already you know kind of kind of borderline in some places. I think well, it's just going to make it worse. But I mean, excited to see if that's going to help people with regular size monitors. Yeah, I'm curious. I was I was like staring so hard at the trees and different details. I wanted to see if there was gonna be like uh any ghosting or weird artifacting with it. Um because I think it's two point oh, which I'm pretty sure they improved the ghosting. Um where essentially like when when you're moving in the game or objects are moving fast across the screen, there's like a bit of a Ghosting effect is just the product of the technology and AI being used. So they've tried to like diminish that. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was looking at the 
tree on one of them because at first i didn't I, I was paying attention to that so much that i didn't even see the frame right in the top right corner did someone mm. mention it either you or, or someone else in the discord but um yeah so i i it's hard to tell because with the compression um on twitch and everything but it it kind of looked like and from going from normal to performance i think or did they no they went i don't know anyways it kind of looked like when the trees was like a little bit when it was moving it was a little like you could tell the quality wasn't as good like we're talking 80 percent versus 100 percent. but anyways this this it it literally could just be compression like it could you know so i anyways <laughs> i'm going on a tangent i'm excited to see the old system what it means because i think for me i might be able to get some frames because i could go um basically go to 1080 and upscale to 1440 so that'd be nice um i suspect that's where the performance is gonna lie is upscaling to those higher resolutions i don't know about on the lower ends um we'll yeah. see the other thing was fsr was um talked about i think they're still working on it and they had like a screenshot showing a setting for fsr but nonetheless um for the amd users that would be their amd's technology for that um so that'd be really cool that'd be really cool and yeah the the hope there is that we all get frames <laughs> I hope that we all get some more frames, so because man, dude, sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just like it just feels so bad getting sixty FPS in twenty twenty one, dude, just or twenty twenty two. It feels so bad getting sixty with good PCs too. Which yes, I think is the that's the thing. thing. Yeah, people are running like you know thirty series cards and decent cpus and and getting you know, yeah. normally crush most games and you're getting yeah 60 and 55 when scoped in and it's kind of ooh, yeah it feels weird it's not bad. yeah i mean that someone said in chat like it seems like it would be hard to see in a stream unless they have an insane bitrate in the broadcast yeah twitch, twitch can't have an insane bitrate you actually just can't yeah. get above 8k even if you're partners so we you're quite right we may not be able to see it yeah. on the stream because because of that and i think mm -hmm. you pointed out when we were watching it that all of the images were pretty static, so there's not. Yeah, there wasn't I really any, wanted to see movement. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like flying around, killing scout right. boss or anything. You know, sprinting left to right, left to right. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. It's good optimizations and more frames. Let's go. I'm I'm all for it. So the next one. This is a complete sort of complete ninety degree turn so back into gamey stuff, which is, I think is pretty much all of the rest of them, but actually kind of cool and will make a big difference in my opinion is the changes to crafting so they showcased these auxiliary items it's actually something that people have been talking about for ages like you always see it on reddit every now and then people going oh it doesn't make any sense when you're taking yeah. apart the your dvd drive with the, <laughs> you know whatever with the screwdriver why does why does it eat the screwdriver it doesn't make any sense well they're finally changing it. And so these items like the screwdrivers and the lighters, when they're going in certain crafting recipes, will be given back to the player. The um, which is sewing kits too. Fascinating. Ah, yes, and sewing kits. So there's quite a few of these, I imagine, that they're going to put in as these like auxiliary items. So you, you need them for the recipe, but then when you, when you actually press go, you then get the item back into your stash. And so 
this sounds simple and straightforward at the face of it, but mm -hmm. the ramifications for the economy, which we were talking about a little bit as it was going on, are, could be quite dramatic if they make these items quite rare because they're either going to be big blockers for people to be able to not do certain crafts until you have one, or if they're really, really rare, then it's going to end up almost becoming kind of gas analyze, analyzery, flash drive, military filter mm -hmm. style to do yeah. certain things and get certain crafts, which I don't think I might. It depends on how they do it, really. I don't really mind. It's, it's almost like it's different in the way it's been implemented, but it's almost like the recipe system that we were thinking about a long time ago. Yeah, kind because of, you have yeah. to get this yeah. critical item and then you can do the stuff forevermore. Yeah. But it will make those items really valuable. Yeah. So long as the scarcity is well, it'll, it'll make them really valuable early. It'll be it'll be like old quest items or the old keys or something. Um, all the way mm -hmm. keys tend to work, you know, they are like skyrocketing price at the beginning of the wipe for getting the quest and then they drop off near to near zero. So once everyone has them, then no one will need them. So it's kind of a weird one. They're like effectively a permanent upgrade to your hideout so once you get it um any craft that uses that item you now have the ability to do so like it's it's actually really interesting because you could in theory unlock um your workbench right and let's say in workbench level one there's a craft uh like dvd drives making um printed cir circuit boards you need a flat screwdriver um but they they uh, the change they made um in addition was they tweaked the the spawn rates of flat screwdrivers and now flat screwdrivers are really rare so even though you have the craft you actually can't do the craft so it's almost like you have um you know quest locked uh crafts within different workstation tiers so whereas previously you would unlock the tier you get everything in there now you get some of the stuff in there and some of the stuff you have to do a bit extra work for that's kind of interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I kind of, I wish I was watching Airwing stream because I could just imagine him like having this like Omega reaction, like, oh my god, this is huge. You know, this changes everything. <laughs> just like going exactly. crazy. I can I, imagine I you putting this stuff like together this. now, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I love like things that like have a major implication and like could like. Yeah, because they, they, oh man, it just makes it, I love it. The theory crafting part, the like experimenting and then like changing the, the gameplay loop and making it, yeah, I love stuff like this right up my alley. Yeah. It like I really can't wait changes. To do it. It, it could potentially change the structure of how the crafting works in the hideout fundamentally, mm -hmm. which could be kind of cool. Now, someone mentioned in chat, which I was also about to talk about, mm -hmm. they didn't say, and we don't know if this is the case or not, it wasn't anywhere that I could see, but it would be interesting if the tools themselves, did have some kind of durability so that it wasn't forever because otherwise you're going to end up in the way the keys were before yeah um and then they put a durability onto the keys to stop people from farming them infinitely you're going to have the same problem so i almost feel like the durability should be put on it i guess right now the durability is one if you want to think yeah. about it like it's yeah. like oh the system is there already it's just the durability right. is one right um, whereas if you've changed it to maybe 10 or 20 or something and then up the scarcity a bunch then that could be kind of interesting. We'll have to see. I, I think that would be a nice middle ground because, yeah, if it's still, if it's infinite durability, then you're going to get this huge, crazy price spike. But if there's 
it actually is better than the keys in some ways because there's so many keys and a lot of them have 100 durability which is just too much whereas people tend to do the crafts over and you you would you'll do more crafts than you will unlock those particular doors probably over your Tarkov career especially if it's an important one so that will then keep people buying those items but because you then have 10 uses or something you can make the scarcity higher and for a while you might not be able to you do that craft i guess you could always buy it from the fleet but it might not be worth it because it'll be worth 10 times the amount of profit that you might make from the craft or something i don't know we'll, we'll see but yeah durability on the tools i think would be a nice middle ground going from how it is yeah. now with one durability versus having infinite durability and then going right. somewhere in the center where it's got 10 20 30 uses or something i guess they could scale it depending on the item that would be kind of neat I think it's interesting because, you know, keep it in the context of the hideout. You, we were going from an infinite durability, as you'd say. And what that means is it's depending on the circumstances, that craft's output could be very valuable in the early game. Um, like, let's say it was like a quest craft, um, or it could just be sort of a passive income craft like uh, wires for example right yeah and so but it keeps its um use or or there's a there's like a constant demand for it i guess you could say like the you know you kind of want to always do it because it gives you a passive income right so you kind of have like a a a little bit of a spike in the early wipe and then it kind of like trickles off but it, it doesn't it's like stays relevant Whereas having a one durability use and making the item very scarce for the craft, then it's like at the early wipe, it's omega valuable. Like I can already see flat screwdrivers selling for like, you know, a thousand, a hundred thousand rubles or, or whatever. Who knows what's going to be. But because it's a permanent item, then it's just going to like plummet, you know, in yeah. a couple of, of wipes. And that's kind of like unfortunate so kind of what you're saying is like have a more of a middle ground to where it's you know relevant but also um valuable in the early game yeah that's interesting can you imagine can you imagine those? so like right now it's like there's loads of them but you can you have to use them one at a time can you imagine making them i don't i don't know if this is good i actually don't i don't know i genuinely i'm not sure I'm, I'm really not sure if this is good at all actually but imagine these auxiliary items imagine if they get banned from the flea can you imagine i was thinking that i don't <laughs> i don't know what they're gonna do someone brought up a really that. interesting question or a point um saki says so what if there will be some uh turning quests or barters so if the auxiliary items were turn-ins or like dailies then you would sort of have to like re-get that item or if it was a barter mm. so that's kind of, that's actually pretty interesting because now I think about it, the one that they showed off, or they showed off a couple, but the red screwdriver, um, that's that's a barter for the uh, tool set, which you need, which you need in the early wipe and hideout upgrades. There's an Alton helmet or visor barter, and I'm sure there's a couple other ones, but the, the sewing kits is a barter for the rig. We know the MMAC. So yeah, that's actually a good point. Very interesting to think about what they'll do there. Yeah, making hard choices. Okay, do you even unlock this quest? Do you want to do this barter for this item? Do you want to use this in your hideout to do the crafting? This is going to be I the really game. I really like it? that. 
10 durability screwdriver gets down to one durability and then barter again. <laughs> that's the way. That's you know that's you're already the way. like meta gaming the theory crafting. <laughs> that's the Tarkov way. Ten, one out of ten, oh, handed into the therapist or whoever ragman or something, and he goes, "Oh, thank you for this screwdriver." And he gets it. It's got like duct tape around the handle, like the the end snapped off, and it's just you know just a yeah. just a stick, you know. Um, but no, it's cool. It's cool. I think there's no, but uh, some interesting stuff. Seriously, if if it's just one. Let's assume there is no durability and it's like a permanent item. That's actually pretty interesting because you could take the sewing kit, craft like a raid bag or what's some other sewing kit crafts or like a pilgrim. I guess those are mostly quest items, but you can't get off the flea market. So maybe there's something there. I don't know. Anyways, or you could do the the um, barter for the MX. So it's kind of like makes it more relevant throughout the wipe because then you can also sell them. So they'll be on the market. So if you're a new player coming in, you can still get that craft to do that quest. And if you're a reoccurring player, you could do the barter for the rig. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I'm excited to see what what they do with, with that. I can't wait to, to play those. Exactly. Like, it needs balancing, obviously, but the mechanism is there for some cool yeah. and interesting, like forcing the players to make interesting decisions, which is, yeah. which is good. The, yeah. the structure could be there. So yeah, we'll, we'll for see. Sure. We'll see. Um, then they showed off the weapon repair kit and the armor repair kits, which we don't know whether they are able to be taken into raid. The, I guess the vast assumption is that they will be able to, because otherwise what's the point? But the ability, if you can repair, the weapons are less bothered about, but if you could repair armor in raid, that would be pretty nuts. I mean, I'm guessing it would have to have a pretty extended time to use you'd have to sit there for 30 seconds or something it'd be like the super yeah. surf 12 you know that yeah. kind of thing <laughs> you sat there in the corner 12. just like rebuilding your <laughs> slick in the corner you could like, hear a hammer like beating sheets of metal together that's funny. yeah exactly welcome to the armorer's corner you know just like sat there just rebuilding your armor but that will be kind of interesting to see exactly yeah. what, that, what that does because if it's if it's not if you can't do it in raid I don't think it'll change much, but right. being in raids, will it be worth taking one? Will you be able to put it in your container? I guess you'll be able to put it in the container unless it gets banned. Um, and how long it takes mm. to repair, I, d- I don't know. We'll see. It will be interesting. I think I do think genuinely the armor one is more useful though. Yeah, until they really make durability burn and you know getting weapons at good durability and things like this more relevant than um, yeah, definitely an armor repair. Dude, I I mean I I'm suspecting. So here's the thing: when they were showing off these kits, as they were, the context menu would come up, and it would have like a you know description and like two bars, and one bar was like uh, repair resource six hundred out of six hundred, and the other one was like can be used in raid, and then it said none next to it, and I'm just like, what yeah. is, you know, what does that mean? Is that? But I'm assuming they're gonna come out and. They're not going to be able to be used in raid. However, it seemed like they were trying to imply that using the repair kits, at least on your gun, would level up your re- weapons maintenance skill, which mm. would decrease the durability burn and some other Decrease bonus. the chance of jamming or something? I'm, I'm, I can't something, remember. Something like that, I want to say. But something I, related to that. I'm I'm thinking in advance and I'm thinking that these are going to be like 
something you buy or find, and you just use them till they run up because you level up the skill, you save some money, maybe. I don't know. Um, instead of doing it from the traders, who knows? But yeah, dude, when they get when they get it in raid, you could do it in raid. Man, that's gonna make yeah, that's that's gonna be a huge change, dude. That that's gonna be really cool. Like you could even have if they really get some of these animations and co-op squad animations as well. Like you could have a guy that's just like the repair guy, you know, and he just like like oh man, you know, ah, take my armor. I'm <laughs> I just got shot, and he's like oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna serve, and then you know you're like beating on his armor. You're like here you go, you're just the armor <laughs> repair guy. <laughs> you could have like someone doing medical animations on another person. Um, I'm thinking of like <laughs> freaking TF2 or some some of these other games. Where, you know, have someone throwing out ammo cases. <laughs> and there's like BP in there, and they're just like, yeah. Anyways, that imagine stuff if like you're that. solo though. Like you know, you're solo. You're gonna spend yeah. like eight minutes just doing oh all my this stuff. You got heal, heal, <laughs> fixes splint. You know, CMS this uh-huh. one. Start repairing the slick. It's just like. Seven minutes later, chat's like, all right, we're ready to go again now. You're like, yeah, just about. Let me just fix my helmet, you know? It's like, because <laughs> yeah. it already takes a long enough time to get back up after a fight if you get really busted. So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, then the daily quests, they are changing a little bit. It's, it's just a little tweak, it seems. So rather than, I don't know if this is going to be for all of them or this is just a new class of quests that they were adding in. I, didn't quite catch what he was saying in that regard, but there are going to be daily quests with classes of weapons instead. As I said, I don't know if this is going to replace entirely the you must use the SVD, you must use the AKM, you must use whatever, but there are going to be ones where you have to kill scavs or PMCs with SMGs or shotguns or rifles in general, something like that. So you can choose what you do within the category, which I think is cool. I like that. I like a restriction that gives you choice because otherwise... Yeah, it's okay. It gives you a challenge, I suppose. Is that, I guess that's the difference between a challenge and something that's sort of thoughtful. Like you did that mounted machine gun scavs thing, and that was an exercise just in, can I make this work? Whereas yeah. being able to choose your favorite weapon, maybe in a, a weapon like class that you don't normally use, then that could be kind of cool. Like you, you use nine mil um, to kill any scouts or whatever and yeah you go, oh, well, like pistols or i could go for vector or something but no one's really using nine mil so it's kind of interesting but i could go about it any which way i like i i, I think it's okay i think what they're gonna do is trim the rain like effectively i think what they're doing is trimming the range down like some of the quests you mm. would get like kill you know five scavs with a vog 17 i'm just like no that's just not happening. even even if it's like m67 kill you know 10 pmcs of m67 I'm like nope it's just like some of them, I don't think I've gotten too many weapon specific ones, but I think what they're, what they're trying to do is take all these extremes and just kind of like squeeze them in the middle. So there's like a nice mean like shotguns and SMGs kill 10 scads of shotguns and SMGs or I don't like you said, kill 10 PMCs of nine, nine millimeter, you know, so that way there's a, a range in there. So I, I, yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good because I think that was one of the, um, major critiques within the community about daily quests is some of these quests that you get are are just kind of like they just don't feel good you know and, and for what the payout is it just doesn't make any yeah. sense depending kill on kill you are. meters five times you know <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> kill killer that's um, it that's the impossible quest 
<laughs> exactly. And then there was a, another thing about daily quests, which is kind of interesting. So you will be able to re-roll. It's going to cost you money. And it's yeah. also going to cost you, it looks like, 0 0.01 trader rep to re-roll a quest. Now, that's interesting because you can get reputation, obviously, from the ordinary quests. And for traders like Prapor, you normally end up with a ridiculous amount of reputation, which you don't really need. Once you've got to level four and you do a bunch of other quests after that, you're well over one um, with some of the traders. So you've actually got a lot of rep to use in inverted yeah. commas because you're then trading trader rep for XP, effectively, which is kind of interesting. And yeah. there are, yeah, there is the ability to get more trader rep from certain quests. So it's not like it's once you've run out of those ordinary quests. They're, they're clearly the easiest way to do it, right? But the daily quests will give you small amounts of XP. So as long as you're careful with your thresholds, that would that would be where it really sucks. Is if you make a mistake and you miss the <laughs> threshold but you've already completed all the quests yeah. and then you think ah oh, damn now i gotta wait for my next daily to come through that gives xp for that particular trader because now now i'm stuck at level three prapple for all eternity until a daily comes back up that gives me 0.01 rep because i've messed it up which <laughs> i guess you know what does nikita say sometimes it's, you just suck but um, yeah it's possible it's probably i mean it just sounds like a slight or a slight uh slight oversight slight um what's the word Giko? help me uh, slight oversight intended consequence or something yeah i guess yeah because what you're what you're essentially saying is you get you get level four max trader right um then you do a quest and you get level back down so you just lost or you do the uh, exchange yeah um I just yeah because like... once you finish the quest yeah I, I guess it would be hard to get that scenario the, I'm thinking of a. I'm thinking of two different things. I'm getting confused. I'm thinking of an extreme ex scenario where you do all the prepper quests, and then you just keep recycling, or you know, uh, what's the word? We're re-rolling your re-rolling yeah. your quest. Thank you. And you run, <laughs> you run out of trader reps, so you're stuck in that extreme scenario where you you just lost loyalty level four prepper and you can't do anything. But that's probably like super super niche. Um, it it is, but it's still possible. You could get yourself into yeah. minus eight prapper or whatever if you keep re-rolling the dailies, something like that, which would just be <laughs> it's kind of stupid. It just feels to me trader rep is one of those resources in the game that is really rare, really, really valuable yeah. earlier. After obviously after you've got four, it doesn't matter anymore. But it's quite a valuable and it's well, not a valuable resource, but it's it's a rare resource and a daily kind of sucks in comparison I don't, I don't know it just i guess like, you just, yeah you just manage your reputation because what do you after you've got trader level four what do you need the rep for nothing so you may as well use it to reroll dailies and get more xp i suppose but it just seems kind of like you're trading something very rare for something very ordinary mm -hmm. does that make sense that's how it sort of feels to me a bit i guess you just min max it around your trader threshold and that's that's about it yeah, it's I as I will say it's very interesting that they did that cuz it it you never could use that as like a currency. You know, you're essentially pay, paying yeah. um trader rep because before it was before dailies it was just quests to my knowledge gave you trader rep. So they're effectively just like so. you know, tokens 
and then if you gave Trapper enough tokens, like, oh, here's some new guns. Um, and then they had dailies, and then those gave you more tokens, essentially. Um, so you could, like, level up the traders faster in, in some ways. But na- And then now, you can trade his tokens to re-roll your quests? That you gave them? I think the easiest yeah, way would be for trader rep to come up slightly more often in the reward. I think that's the way it could be balanced. So let's say if you mm. did all your dailies every day, you would maybe get enough trader rep across all the traders to re-roll, I don't know, maybe every third day or something or every second day, something something like that. That would that would feel balanced to me, just finger in the air. Something along those lines. Yeah. It would still be random as to which ones you complete and which, who you get trader rep for, but on average, you should be getting some trader rep for doing the dailies, I think, if that system's going to be in place, because otherwise people aren't ever going to re-roll unless they are high level, and then once they reach their threshold, then they're just never going to... I can't remember what the threshold is, but they're going to, only going to re-roll right up until the threshold, and then as soon as they get a little bit more rep, then they'll start re-rolling again until they get to the threshold and then stop. So it's not really an interesting mechanic, I don't think. And to add on that, this may not even be an issue because they reworked dailies. So, like, dailies potentially are going to be less desirable to even re-roll. You know what I mean? It's almost like they solved Hmm. a problem um, with two different solutions. Let's make dailies easier to complete or less, less restrictive. And also, if you don't like the daily, you can re-roll. So there, you sort of have more options. Yeah, um, it's got it's come from two different angles. I agree. Yeah, and you and you may end up actually not needing to re-roll that often. So it it actually may kind of balance that. We'll have to see. I'm interested to see Maybe, what that yeah. looks like. Yeah, that's true actually, because you don't always need to re-roll. You may not. You may just not need to re-roll your quest. That's true. So. Maybe it's fine being a, a rare thing that you don't do all the time. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how that gets. Yeah. How that gets implemented. Um, imagine, <laughs> imagine you re-roll and you get killed in scars with the mountain machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> you just get it even worse. You definitely going to yeah. be people reeing about that. It's that kind of thing. I wonder if you can chain re-rolls. Anyways, I don't know. What is? You can just lose all your. Just keep going. And yeah. Lose all your <laughs> <laughs> okay so the next thing that they well we were kind of coming towards the end actually but the the next thing that they have teased is the lighthouse mm-hmm. expansion for the next patch which is pretty cool in words he basically said there's going to be not just the lighthouse itself which looks pretty neat um has a bunch of buildings and some outside areas and it looks like they've i don't know whether they've like redone some of the the path across the water to the lighthouse itself. I'm not sure, but it looks, it's because I've never really looked properly at the other end. It looks different the way that I remembered it, but because we've never really been there, I haven't super scoped in and zoomed in Mm -hmm. and had a look at what it looks like down at that end. I'm not sure, but it looked quite detailed. I don't know how honestly we're going to get across that, that land bridge. I really, I really don't know. It's going to be camped to all heaven. You know, there's like that map is already camped everywhere with snipers everywhere. There's just no chance anyone's going to get across. You're going to have to go right to the end after you've cleared the map. It's going to be just insane. But anyway, so other than that, there's going to be some new areas in the water treatment. And there's going to be the new boss. And there's going to be the new trader as well. 
So that's kind of cool. We don't know what's happening in water treatment. Um, it'd be kind of neat if there's some undergroundy stuff or something, I guess. But maybe not actually. That kind of killed reserve. I don't know. Maybe it's fine as it is. We'll we'll have to see. But the he was very light on details about the the boss. He just mentioned that he's there protecting the trader, but the trader is going to be fully functional. I guess go in and you know, there's going to be a menu kind of thing, and he was has been shown to be some old guy <laughs> basically he looks he kind of looks like an old captain right yeah yeah something like that with the with the big hat some kind of sort of military guy maybe like a navy guy and he's holding a cult necklace in the picture which is which is fascinating because the whole lighthouse has got cult markings all mm-hmm. over it as well and then there is a post I, I actually just saw this between the cast and now personally retweeted the picture of the picture that they've released of the trader and in the window on the left hand side you can see like the shadow of what people are thinking is the scav boss who's protecting him in the background he looks very much like some kind of scary cult man yeah uh, he's he's going to be coming after your butt with a, with a horrible <laughs> sniper rifle i'm sure so that seems pretty disgusting not only are you going to have fifteen thousand pmcs behind you sniping you as you come across you've also got to contest with some kind of boss mm-hmm. with crackbot aim ai this dude's going to have to have some pretty good stuff to make it worthwhile yeah. going over there. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't notice the guy lurking in the shadows, which I'm kind of like disappointed in myself. Um, I didn't either. Yes, but uh, yeah, I like that they like snuck that in there. I, I like now that I see him, I'm just like, God, how did I miss that? It's like that they didn't even they weren't even trying to be sneaky about it in a sense. Like it's just like uh um I sent you a uh DM that I yoinked from uh oh, yeah. Dan's Twitter. And I don't know if anyone remembers some of the screenshots from BSG teasers a while ago, but there was one particular screenshot of a figure that we never really got like saw the fruit of that and yeah he looks very similar like very similar (laughs) to the mysterious man i've got it on my phone so i'm just going to show the uh show it to anyone who's got us on video at the moment but it's what it's the the cultist with the antlers and a necklace Mm -hmm. around the around the neck wearing some kind of tack rig or something now, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm actually not hugely up on the cultists because I've never gone to fight them particularly. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that is one of them. I don't know. But what did Dan say? I'm absolutely 100% certain that the Lightkeeper, the new trader from Lighthouse, will have extremely strong slash close contact with the cultists, perhaps some sort of leadership slash management role. This is exciting. Love the law. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it adds up all the... <sighs> Let me hit the crack pipe. All the... Uh... <laughs> All the scav, I'm sorry, cultist markings on the lighthouse dude, the mysterious man in the shadow. Now we got the antlers, he's got the cult necklace, the dude's got the other necklace, he's holding it. Like, I don't know, man, Illuminati confirmed? Just saying. I am intrigued as to what the cult has to do with Tarkov. It doesn't really, it seems probably the least Tarkov-y thing in Tarkov. In some ways. Yeah. I don't really know what it has to do with the game, particularly. I guess I'm sure it will all become explained right. at some point. Maybe there, yeah, maybe there's something to do with Terror Group as well, sending people crazy. I don't know. But 
I just, yeah, it seems very strange to me. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not even going to try and speculate. It's just pointless. <laughs> pointless. But yeah, that, that's going to be kind of cool. I really still need some updates on Lighthouse performance to extensively play that map more than I have done already. I really do. So if DLSS fixes this, then I may be spending more time on the yeah. Lighthouse expansion. That, <laughs> this is the issue that I have, is that with them putting it in, I just can't see myself playing it, to be brutally honest, because I don't hey. play the base Lighthouse now. <laughs> I'm hoping... What, what probably will happen is they probably have already done some optimization, so the map should run smoother. In theory, now, um, you know, like taking reserve as an example, at least that's the one I, I can relate to for my time playing. You know, it had really bad performance when it came out. So, um, whereas now through other changes as well, but they've slowly optimized it. So the, it it should be more optimized, and plus DLSS, we should be getting. I don't think we're gonna get. I think Lighthouse by its very nature, is going to be one of the worst performing maps. Um, hopefully not by 60 frames difference, you know what I mean? <laughs> Compared to like customs or, or some other maps, so. We'll one can dream that we get some Indeed. decent frames. Hopefully the expansion does come out with some optimizations too, because all they're doing is adding the lighthouse areas, which right. are already visible Right. I know they're probably not in as much detail, but it's only a small area of the map. So I'm hoping that they've spent some of the time increasing the performance on the rest of it because the vast majority of the map isn't changing. It would be mm -hmm. my guess. I'm pretty confident that that's going to be the case. So a few tweaks to water treatment and the lighthouse detailing. Sure, that's fine in the trader or whatever. But hopefully we can get some more improvements. I think part of the problem is there's so many rogues and AI things going on yeah, there. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, yeah maybe they can make some some better stuff there. Maybe I just need to start playing it a bit more, honestly, in the run-up. Maybe, maybe I'll do that, actually. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll start playing it a bit more. I actually still need to do all the Lighthouse quests, so it's a good a good chance to go and do it. I didn't even, I haven't even done Kill 10 Rogues because I've just not visited that map at all, so we'll see. It's just it's just rough playing solo on that. On all that right. field, you know? Scenario for you. Hmm. You have all your quests done. Okay, Kappa, everything. You're just looking to have, have a good time, Tarkov. Right. Do you go on 60 FPS Lighthouse? Or do you go on a map that starts to fly and ends up interchange? <laughs> Choose wisely. There's only one I correct answer. Even, I actually I honestly don't even know. That's so hard. Really? I actually probably play interchange. Really? No yeah. way, dude. I probably play interchange there because the problem is is that Lighthouse at low FPS just it just feels horrible always, whereas I can get better at interchange. I can. I just haven't. I can, yeah. I can do it. Whereas like nothing you do on Lighthouse is gonna fix the performance problems. That's that's my decision. That's the reason yeah. why. But it's very, very borderline because I do I do detest interchange <laughs> so much. I've I have been playing it a little bit more here and there. And it's been okay. I've been having an okay time. It's mm -hmm. it's not been it's not been terrible. I've not been going inside a great deal, but I'm slowly encroaching. You know, I'm increasing mm -hmm. my confidence zones into certain areas, and it's yeah, it's we're getting there. We're getting there. It's not too bad. But yeah, I can't fix the lighthouse performance. So until it's fixed, it just feels awful. And you want to use a scope on that map, and the picture in picture thing just is yeah. like a double whammy. It's just 
or it's just it's just so bad especially if you're facing yeah. to you almost need to metagame it and be facing, <laughs> facing on like... pathways away from the water treatment <laughs> yeah. so people have to you're like oh you have to look at me but you have to look at all the rogues <laughs> in the background too oh, suck on the minus 20 20 frames it's like a performance modifier isn't it it's just like stood there i get a buff because oh you get 20 God. less frames than me because i'm stood with all the rogues at my back it's almost like yeah sunlight at your back but ai computer performance anyway anyway the That's the funny. very the, the very last thing that they teased was the flare gun Nikita said there's going to be a few different rounds potentially in future. I don't know what that means. I would love to be able to shoot someone point blank with an incendiary flare because that would be really funny. But I think for now, it's just going to be an airdrop. You point it in the air. It's basically like PUBG, you know, however many years ago when they introduced that. Point it up in the air. You shoot it. The plane comes over. The plane itself fires like a ton of like anti-air countermeasures, it seems, in the the thing that they showcase, which is kind of weird because the planes right now don't do that. Yeah. So I don't know. But but maybe that's a good... Ah, you know what? That does actually make sense now that I think about it, because people were talking about this no-fly zone when right. the original supply drops were going over. And mm-hmm. as people pointed out at the time, a no-fly zone just means whoever's enforcing the no-fly zone says no no planes. So right. it, it can be their aircraft can go over. That's fine. It doesn't mean no planes. It just means no enemy planes. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one you're calling in specifically for you. And so you're probably in, con- you know, contravention of the no-fly zone which is what all the flares are about kind of makes sense okay all right we've answered it we've answered the question but anyways you can call in a supply drop on your own location don't know i mean i'm assuming the flare itself is going to be super rare the flare gun maybe you get it off mr trader boss man up in the lighthouse yeah you know but is it worth it is going to be the question is as it stands now with the current economic and progression system probably most definitely not like i i don't know it's like really the only thing that's like for like a high level player that's like really valuable in those is the 7 and 40 right like i mean yeah you start if you try to like go any further than that you start getting arguments of well I don't want to sit around and wait on a trader timer for a slick. I'd rather just try my chance at getting one from a drop. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, I can't yeah. think of any other good reason. Um, how, but, about, how about this, Church? How about this? Yeah. I don't know where it comes when you shoot. Maybe you fire in the air, and if you're firing at a distance, maybe it goes somewhere else. So here's, here's the play. Here's the play, right? So you get the flare gun. Oh, I like this. And then, you, and then you sneak up on somebody, and you're like, oh, there's a duo. You know, they're over there. I can, I can see them. It's fine. You fire off the flare gun, off randomly off in, into some distance. People are like, oh, the, the flare's gone off somewhere. The plane starts coming in. No one can hear anything. And you just run straight up and just clap them both from behind because they can't hear you coming. Five head. Already thinking of the meta <laughs> strategy before the patch is even out, dude. I love it. That's why I love this it's, podcast. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like silence a global alt. <laughs> Yeah. No one can hear anything. You <laughs> Dude, that's actually that. no one can hear. You can just run around. If you saw them first, then they never hear you. Wonder what happens if you do it on like factory or labs? Does the plane just start... get stuck in the ceiling? And can you imagine? <laughs> Flares just start coming on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Imagine yeah, it just the like... game bugs out and the plane just. <laughs> collides through all the collision and map just like goes through the wall it's just a buggy menace you love destroyed by the plane flying in or something (laughs) i don't know i don't know i'm imagining it won't work on either of those two maps no it probably won't function at all but you'll probably still be able to fire it though 
that's what I'm like. I'm now they were actually talking. Like, what if it actually did? Like, you just lost an airdrop and it actually flew over the map. Like, oh, we forgot about factory labs. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you got night factory, and then you just got fireworks coming out through the ceiling, and then you're looking up. Actually, that's one thing that's always bugged me. This is a very random off tangent, mm-hmm. but when you look at factory from the outside, it looks very different to how factory looks on the inside. Like factory yeah. actually needs a rework for law because the building is so very tall and is much different to how it looks on the inside. When you're on the inside, it looks just like a kind of large warehouse with a, an open an open roof, but the layout of the map matches with the layout on customs, which from the open world connectivity map to map stuff that they've shown in place, you can see that the factory building doesn't look anything like it does when you're stood in it and looking outside. Uh, they they should change that really at some point. Yeah. The other interesting thing is um, you on Daytime, when you look out the office window, I don't think you can actually see out it. I want to say, but nighttime you can, and I can't really recall. There was an interesting, yes, um, there was an interesting fact I have, but now I can't recall what it was. I just like, can you see something out of that? Long way, or don't remember where i was going with that <laughs> there was there was some oddity that i remember noting but i just don't remember what it was someone in the chat might be able to help me <laughs> save me chat though pop up just trail of thought yes please please oh. so i think that was it in terms of updates it was relatively brief and yeah one hour and they had the nice videos and that kind of thing so That'll be cool. We'll we'll see what happens. DLSS gonna be testing soon, and then the rest of it we're just gonna wait for the patch. I don't know when that's gonna come, but nice guy seems to think soon. TM. Yeah. So is that like, is it just DLSS, and then these other items are like on the list, but they're not coming now? Like I'm kind of confused with the timeline. It sounded to me that DLSS was coming on its own, and then the actual content patch was coming with all this other stuff a little bit later. Okay, was the way that I interpreted okay. it. So maybe DLSS comes in a week, the content patch comes in two weeks. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll all just come at once. I don't know. But that was the yeah. way that Nikita made it sound to me, was that DLSS was going to come as its own standalone little edition first, which is fine because it's a technical thing anyway. It, it doesn't affect anything else. So we yeah. <laughs> so we'll yeah, see. Because he, yeah. he made a comment too that, you know, now I think about it, I was like, mm, this kind of ruins the fun of it. But, you know, Anyways, he made something like uh, when he was talking about the auxiliary crafts or components for the crafts, like the items you get back from doing the crafts. He's like, "Yeah, you should you should stock up on them now," or something like this. Um, I don't maybe maybe they'll get all deleted. I don't know, whatever. But it's a good point actually, because yeah, because it's not really going to change. Yeah, it's just the thing; it's not really going to change anything right now. So it's it's like, yeah, it's just. You just have to be more patient, I guess. Because I'm sitting here like... Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting here like theorycrafted and I'm like, oh, I actually have to wait even longer. Like when it comes out, I have to wait for it to actually be relevant. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Yeah. Kind of sad. Like, oh, a new toy. go oh. through and like look at which ones now are in the inventory yeah. or in the, in the crafting window though because I probably don't have some of them to hand. 
Yeah, that's true, actually. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, point. worth a scour through your through the yeah. crafts to see which ones might. Be. I'm sure. I'm sure Eric will put together a list of the ones that you should buy before the patch hits. Let's <laughs> wait for his video. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk to him about this stuff. All right. So that was the Tarkov TV. I'm actually really happy and pleased with it. I I thought we were going to get a streets something streets because of the the giant chicken head Godzilla staring down at what I assume was streets. Maybe it was a lighthouse. I don't know. Um, I think it was streets. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I, but hey, you know what? Everything they showed, dude. I was I was happy, man. I I love it, and it's. Seems like they're going to do more of this stuff more frequently, at least attempt to. Like, they kind of alluded to, hey, we're going to do a um, another one of these, and we're going to actually take questions and things like this. So, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I like I love it when they do stuff like this, and I hope that they can do it more often. <clears throat> more yeah, more frequently. Good. One thing I did want to comment, and that I saw um, John B. posted in the chat, was he's John B said, Hey, I love, I love the blue and yellow colors. And I was like, uh-huh. I don't get it. And then I looked and the terror group labs is like blue. And then there's like yellow elements, like the hazmat suit, really? even like a I desk lamp. Even... Dude, you got to look. And I was kind of like, Whoa, is that like a coincidence or is that like, yeah, so I thought that was a kind of, that was just interesting. Mm, that's the thing. If it, if that is as it is intended, mm-hmm. then to make it very circumstantial is the play anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. From, mm. from their position. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's uh, fascinating. Yeah. We'll never know. Yep. Yep. We'll never okay. Know. Um, what you got for me, Giga? Well, I, I was wondering if you wanted to start with one of your topics, because I think last time we, unless you changed your mind, but I think last time you had some stuff to talk about that we didn't end up talking about, about, what did you, what did you tell oh, me last no. time? Oh, something, something about, about RMT. RMT. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we got to save that for another one. We got to save that for really? another one. Yeah, because it it's, full... it's it, it could be a long discussion. It could be a long discussion. And okay. and I'm excited excited to talk about some of these other things. Um, that's a little bit more relevant. So, me and Airwing just on a whim were like testing skill leveling, um, because everyone talks about the air filter being broken, and I don't know if it is or isn't because. I haven't actually done and tested it myself, right? Right. And well, I like let me let me rephrase that. I've done some preliminary testing, right? I've ran with a weight with an SJ6, right? Got like ten point three or or whatever the value was. I can't remember because it was months ago now. Um, and then I waited till the air filter went out. You know, the following day, I was like. And I saw these things on Twitter. Let me just not do one. I do the, the, the you know, strength training that I've been doing. And same thing, 10.3. And so, like, it's like, oh, confirmed. But I, I don't know. Airwing's, like, skeptical of it. And he wants to actually, like, do a bunch of different tests to see what's going on. Because he's saying that it could be that 
how potentially the systems work, which we found some interesting stuff, at least in relation to stamina, but um, it could actually just mean that you're just getting to that value of 10.3 faster, right? Because we know how the skills works is you, there's diminishing returns on those. Um, so the theory is that you could actually just be hitting the thresholds faster. You're not actually yeah, getting so more points in both scenarios, maybe. And so, if you did a normal, if you did a run for twenty seconds on both occasions, then it might make a difference. So it might make a difference in normal play, but not if you're doing the super strength training. Potentially, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, with like the super strength training, you're into the four percent diminishing returns, or potentially the one percent. I think mm-hmm. it goes like four one zero, like, and then zero is probably like. 0.00 or 0.06 or something. I don't know. Like, there's a weird tier to the diminishing returns. Um, so what what could actually be happening is maybe there is a difference, right? But because in both tests, I'm in the four percent range, and my skill points that I acquired was ten point three. It could actually be that. The decimal value is 10.301 without the uh, SJ or without the air filter. But with the air filter, it was 10.0385, you know, or something. Mm. You know what I mean? So, in other words, I did actually get uh, more points, but because these diminished returns are like, I'm in the really low, low percentile. I'm, like normally I would be getting the full value, but now I'm getting four percent of the full value because I'm I'm so diminished. So I don't know. There there needs to be a lot of testing because one of the very interesting things we found is that when getting skill points for stamina, um there's something going on. Walking and sprinting are not equal. If you walk the same distance first compared like how do I word this right? If you go from point A to point B and you walk, you gain less skill points than if you went from point A to point B running. Okay. And Which makes sense. Why? Why does that make sense? Because I, I, I to me, I was would always assumed without any actual testing or knowledge of that that that's probably the way that it worked. That you amplified the amount of skill points that you got by sprinting as opposed to by walking. So over the same distance, doing a different action that's more rigorous, you would expect to get more skill points. It didn't okay. intuitively make sense to me. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Because I was under the assumption from either the wiki or just general word of mouth that it was purely distance-based. And from the testing, it just clearly shows that it's not. And Yeah, see, I don't, I didn't, I don't know if that's the way it was. I've never really looked into it enough to know, mm-hmm. so I don't know if that was—I don't know if that's the conventional knowledge on the topic. I'm actually not sure. Yeah, and what makes matters worse is the wiki hasn't been up. Well, that's for the diminishing returns. It, I, I, like, let me just pull it up. Well, on the side, but um, so uh, another all sorts of funky stuff that could be happening. And well, that's that's the weird thing is like okay, so. We figured out that um, walking is not equal to 
sprinting, right? Fine. Um, well, what? So if it's sprinting gives you more, can you just like run in place and get points, right? Um, mm. Because you would be sprinting. Well, it turns out you you don't get anything for running in place. Like I ran against yeah. the wall, and I'm getting nothing. So it has to be distance and your state if you're walking or yeah. sprinting. Like there's some type of relationship there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very interesting findings. I tried a little bit of like crouch walking because we thought maybe it's related to stamina drain. So if you're not draining stam, like if you drain stamina, you get a bonus. We thought maybe that was how it was coded. Um, so I without crouch walking for ten minutes to. <laughs> And then and then walk that distance, you know, because dude, it's like crouch walking. It uses stamina, right? But you're moving yeah. so slow, so slow, Giga. So I would have to like crouch walk from, dude, one side of interchange on the highway to the other side, and then you know pull up my skills, log the information. Like okay, I got like let's say I got like one point. Now I need to walk from there to the other end, like. Dude, it's and then see like it, 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 it. The science needs to be done at some point. But Are you doing it in live or in offline? Oh God, you would say that offline. <laughs> you would say I mean, that if it's in offline. If it's I know, I know, I know, I know you the, would. the issues with offline. But if it's in offline, then at least you can crouch and then put a book on the W key, and then leave yeah, it and do yeah. something else. You know, at well, least you could do that in theory. We're going. This is. Definitely a video in the works, but we're going to try to prove that online and offline are the same. So we have to, like, dude, this video is going to be such a beast to work on. There's a lot of work that's to be done, but we're going to try to prove that. And the reason why we want to prove that is because it makes repeating these tests so much easier. Like, infinitely, infinitely easier. Like, I I cannot stress um, that because it's Dude, it's so crazy how so what you can how the system seems to work is you start the raid, you get 129% bonus, right? So I'm gonna talk about diminishing turns real quick. And that 129 goes away after one skill point's reached, as far as I can tell. Okay. So you get one skill point, now you're at a hundred percent, you know, normal, mm-hmm. no no modifier. When you reach another one skill point, you get a diminished return, and that drops down to 60. Okay. When you get another skill point at 60, it drops down to 36, I, if I'm recalling correctly, or is it 42? I don't remember. It sounds, that sounds like a number that I remember seeing. <laughs> That's the thing. There's so many numbers. I think it's... We'll say... 42 we'll say 42 and then it goes down to 36 and then 27 and then 12 i think and then four and then one everyone's like god church is just making up numbers at this point (laughs) (laughs) but point being is that as far as i can tell every one skill point you keep going down the steps essentially now, the wiki is outdated on this information, and it hasn't been updated in like two years. But um, as far as skill degradation goes, and 
if you wait five minutes now you might have talked about this before and i might have yeah yeah and see i was looking at the wiki for this information but anyways if you wait five minutes you go no matter what tier you're at you go back to a hundred percent um the five minutes needs to be confirmed but it doesn't update until you get a skill point like you gotta do something so if you're yeah, standing you have to still, get any XP, right? Anything. Yes. yes. Which, Which is, is the problem. Why you normally can't get strength or endurance at all because it means you can't move, you can't jump, yeah. you can't do anything. Right? You have to literally lie still and do nothing for five minutes. Yes. Whereas for metabolism, it's easy because you just don't eat or drink for five minutes and then you can do it again. Same with sniper skill. You just don't use a sniper rifle for five and minutes. And that's why metabolism levels so fast because who needs to drink every two minutes? The most likely you're going to eat or drink maybe once maybe twice a raid maybe twice a raid so yeah you just you get that huge um that's why like one of the first tips was told to me that i had uh, it's like ingrained in my brain is like anything you find a raid eat, eat and drink and it's just like yeah and then then this wipe that was the first skill i got the max like by a long shot by a long shot um so anyways that's interesting and we, and i want to see what qualifies as leveling endurance because you could in theory if you really want to cheese the system man if you really want to you could pop sj6 sprint your hearts out you know get that big skill point and in, in endurance um which we also did confirm i think this was the consensus but um it, it doesn't matter uh, when you, when you're sprinting and getting skill points, you're each uh, you're getting the diminishing returns. So it's not like you're getting a, a, a for a continuous sprint. You're not getting like you're not staying in that 129 percent threshold or anything. You're you're uh, going really? down. Yeah, you are going down that. Okay, it does calculate yeah. it. It's like a a combination of all of the different diminishing returns. You don't just get the 129 for free for the first full sprint. Now. For strength, I do believe that's not the case for strength. Oh, it's but different. I'm, or maybe. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We got to okay. test it. We, we're purely on endurance right now. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but that's, that's, my, that's what I think is the case. Anyways. <laughs> Dude, this stuff is crazy, man. It's, it's really, we actually had a lot of fun doing it. Um, it was just kind of like a, I was just like happened. I was like, yeah, I'll log on and, and test this stuff. Cause we were talking about it and like kind of debating it. And um, I was logged on to my standard account that I haven't played a single raid on my, my first account. And I was on it because I previously had to log on and take some footage or um, some B-roll footage of the hideout, like a, 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 a fresh hideout, if you will. And um, so yeah, I logged on. I was like, "Oh, I'm on my standard account." I was like, "Blah blah." Okay, well, it turned out to be a really good thing because it's so much. I saw that every skill point I would go down a tier, so it's like they're exactly linked, and it just it made texting so much easier in a lot of the math that we're doing. Um, because the other thing we're doing is we're taking um screenshots of the skill bar and measuring the percentage because it, it it basically is a percentage bar right if i have like 1.1 skill the the bar actually like updates 
like even um in between what's not displayed like like let's say i'm at one point i don't know what the values are but um, i know what you mean because you can't see more than like point uh, one of a precision or something and but you yes. can see it on the bar you can't see it on the bar and you can measure Interesting. it which is really really cool in it and the math checks out too which is also really fun um so yeah that there's a lot of cool stuff there and i can't wait to further explore it there was something else i was going to mention with with um leveling endurance oh oh the metagaming the cheesing i never finished that diet if if you could potentially right you do a full sprint or whatever you do a sprint you're into like the four percent range right uh maybe i don't know what the sweet spot would be maybe it's like 20 percent. okay if you could find a way to still be mobile while not leveling endurance, then you could really take advantage of the system. Because that's the thing with like strength, right? You could in theory like have like a, a pouch of like some random junk you don't care about, like shotgun shells, and just drop it somewhere, play the play the game as normal, come back to the pouch and pick it up and after the five minutes and then restart leveling strength. Um, assuming you were underweight but you can't like drop something or you can't like i don't know you'd have to like find something to make you heavy so that way you can't level endurance and then drop that later after five minutes like it's just not really like a reasonable thing to do um so if there was like a movement you could do like maybe prone maybe crouch walking didn't level up endurance you could run for five minutes and then for the for the next or sorry, run at the start of raid to your destination, and then for the next five minutes, just crouch walk. <laughs> it probably Everywhere. doesn't. It probably does covert movement. Well, that's yeah. I need to test it because I tried testing a little bit, and it did go up by point one. But uh. that could, but but that could be because I was doing some other tests, and maybe I was on. Let's say, let's say when I did this other test, I landed on. Um, three point one, but in reality, I was actually at three point one nine 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 eight, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I'm crouch walking, I'm checking my covert skill, checking my covert, you know, checking my skill, see if it updates, has an update. I get up, maybe accidentally pressed a key, I moved a little bit, and that pushed me over the threshold. You know, it just, it just need to do multiple tests to make sure that the, um, yeah, that's the case, but. I guess you'd be able to see because if you do five minutes of that and then you try to go endurance again, the skill won't update if you've got any points. So you'll kind of know. Yes, that's an, that's another good way to test it. Yeah, actually, we mm. should do that. That's a good way to test it. Yeah, because the game will then tell you because you you won't go back to one hundred percent otherwise. <laughs> uh huh. Well. Yep. So yeah. that it's, was it's interesting. I think that, that was fun. <laughs> I am glad that you two are doing this together. Because mm-hmm. I do think that sometimes people don't realize how long this stuff takes. And if you're doing it on your own, then you go slightly mad by yourself in your room. <laughs> <laughs> and there's definitely times where I've, you know, been along that path to madness before oh, you're, by myself, testing stuff out. You're speaking from personal experience? I never would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> the mad scientist testing random things in Tarkov <laughs> to min-max the finest detail obsessively. Not me, surely not. Surely not me. But no, that makes it a lot better. But I just, it's one of those ones where it is difficult because we're interested in this stuff, 
because we play the game and we're interested anyway. But we're also, from the content side, right. there's a small part of you that goes, is it worth spending 25 <laughs> hours doing testing to make this one video that probably 12,000 people are going to watch? There's always that. The answer is always too. yes. <laughs> just so you know. The thing is, is that normally I just want to know anyway. <laughs> that's so the thing, like, well, right? Whoever wants to watch it, that's fine. Yeah. But um, usually I want to know. And that's normally why I end up doing these things, because it's like, I, I want to know for me. And then anybody who's, you know, wants to go along for the ride, then they can. So that's usually the best way to go about it, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely sometimes you, you do think that, like, is this, is this really worth it? You know, I could be actually playing the game for 15 <laughs> yeah. hours and make a video that takes five hours instead that's something that i know about and is a bit easier to do there is always that that question although i guess i guess maybe it's a little bit different for erwin because he's been you know he's full-time and he's doing all this stuff and yeah you know, all the time so i don't know maybe but you maybe. know what if <laughs> you know assuming things don't change too too much uh, <laughs> um you take for instance your video on um <laughs> what's what is, uh, why can't i think straight the one that got really popular that you sort of regretted what was the... oh yeah that was about the fixed versus percentage recoil yes something like that can be like a knowledge base that's like evergreen and that will like you know mm. like oh you want about this go watch gigabee's video even though it's like a niche thing like yeah not a lot of people really it's not like an uh, not really high on the hierarchy of things you need to know to like be play Tarkov. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. It's one of those things. It's kind of like the zeroing one I did the other day, which was kind of a rehash of some of the other stuff people have said. Mm -hmm. It's if you played the game for enough time, you'll know most of the stuff that's in there. I do think though, because there was a few people who commented just saying like, "Oh, is this just a rehash of you know Veritas's video?" or um. You know, people kind of know this already, but I'm like, well, there's enough people that don't know this, and yeah, people aren't getting served V's video because it's two years old, it's like 50 minutes long, it's got lots of other stuff in there, it's not specifically about this particular topic. Yeah. And we've had 1212, which has changed the ballistic trajectories, right? And there's some interesting stuff in there that was never a consideration before, like ballistic coefficients. So, this like some, some stuff is different, and again, it, that's exactly it. Is like, I wanted to make my resource for this topic that I don't think has been necessarily covered that well post 1212, not as far as I'm aware anyway, and make something that's new because a lot of the ones that you find on that topic are, are old and have been updated. And so people don't know whether to trust it sure. or not. I know that was one of the biggest problems when I first started playing EFT again, I mean, I'm talking about that quite a lot, but I think it's very relevant for new players because one of the biggest problems I found with it is that if you're playing a game like, well, re honestly, really any other game, I've not played a game that was in such rapid development. So you'd find a post from nine months ago and the information is completely incorrect because the game's changed and something's been patched or something's been changed and it doesn't yeah. work anymore. And I found myself getting really frustrated trying to figure out what was, you'd find something, you'd say, well, is this, is this now right? And you then <laughs> have to go and try and find another equivalent post two months ago, which was more recent and stuff. So I don't know. I think it's worth having these things refreshed and up to date, even if the, even if the problem is the same problem has, that has always existed, and it's that kind of thing of, if you already know, then you don't need to watch it. It's fine. But it's, it's sort of a resource for people who, who are trying to find that stuff. So yeah, I think there's, that, there's value in that because that's a video that will never get tons of views to begin with. But over a long period of time, it could get a decent number every month for yeah. however long. Because yep. it's, as you say, that, that kind of legacy thing that you 
put in place is people get to that point and think, why isn't this working? And then they look up the zeroing system and, oh, there's a video and I'll, I'll watch it kind of thing. It's less, yeah, it's less the big rush to put out something new, but more a slow burn. So, yeah, there's, there, there definitely is that. There definitely is that. No, it's interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you guys come up with about that because uh, it's one of the elements of the game that is quite important because the skills are really good and yeah. I have neglected quite strongly. I never normally even bother putting filters in my air filter unit. So I really do, I really have neglected it in a way that is bad, I would say, <laughs> from, a play, from a play perspective. I just forget it's there and I just, I think it's because it doesn't like necessarily obviously matter all the time. It's one of those things that it's one of those subtle things that getting up to the high levels of strength makes a big difference later. But level to level, you don't really notice. It's not like getting to level four traders. You don't suddenly unlock a load of ammo. Oh, you don't suddenly make a bunch of money. It's like it incrementally matters until, yeah, you get to level 50. It makes a big difference. But yes, yeah. I, I've never had max strength or endurance ever in any wipe that I've ever played because I don't play enough. And, and even when I was playing a lot, I never got to max strength and endurance. Yeah. In fairness, it was harder back then. So it's easier to level strength now. So maybe I do do it at some point. But yeah, yeah. I think that's probably why I've just kind of ignored it because even by the end of the wipe, I end up in the 20s with strength and endurance normally. And that's where it resets. And then I go back to normal. I've just kind of got used to it and I don't think about it. So I'd be interested to see because maybe it'll put it, more into the back of my mind what i should do and, and actually spending some more time thinking about it and trying to maximize it yeah i that's a that's a good point because i did i was thinking something else but what you're saying makes a lot more sense because you really only care about these skills for the first like the early portion of the wipe because the reason i say that is because they level up fast like mm. they only need like for level zero to level one it's 10 points for level one to two it's 20 points all the way up to 10 in which from 10 to 50 it's 100 points if i'm not mistaken um so there's sort of like a, a, a small increase that grows over time and then you know so you you get that high you you feel the effects faster earlier in the wipe earlier when you're starting out but then it sort of loses value because you're just getting percentage points and, they, and it takes a while to level up, you know, until you get to 51, which gives you the perks, which are just like infinitely value. I mean, you can't put a you can't put a tag on not, you know, <laughs> your weight not being counted for your guns and armor and backpack and things like this. So yeah, insane. It just sounds busted. I can't I need to. I played a little. I, I told you guys, but um, I need I need to really get that finish get max strength and see what it feels like before it, it must uh, be pretty wipes. close now yeah i looked i was at 44 i didn't look after i played like three or four raids and okay was like yeah but i have to look again so hmm. you could chat coming through <laughs> church and the stomping feet um cool so yeah i guess that's your uh that's that's your 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 deal about strength endurance testing that kind of thing. When when are we going to expect mm. to see that video? Is that I don't know. I hope we get to work on it again. It just kind of depends. With the we literally spent like six hours or five hours working on it. Um, just kind of out of the blue, but we had all the blast doing it. So cool. that was that. Cool. Um. So 
Yeah. I had a couple of little things. Okay. Nothing there's nothing too mega detailed, but a couple a couple of couple of interesting tidbits. So first one is my keys guide that I made ages ago. Yeah. Lots of people were talking about blind fire on there because in that video I specifically said blind fire is useful in some scenarios. People use blind fire and people use it to great great success. The times when I've needed it are very, very small and I've unbound it because I don't have anywhere to fit it. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of people who were just like, it's so good. Like, you need to rebind it. And it's been a long, long, long time coming. And there's been a couple of situations every now and then where I feel like it would have been useful. And it was actually for the 155 video that's coming out tomorrow that I ended up rebinding it. I was having a play around with the thermal optic on it, which is janky at best, right? Yeah. And I didn't actually get to give it enough of a chance. I've used it a little bit more now after making it and uploading it and finishing the video. So it is what it is. I like put something a little bit in the description for in the in the comment for tomorrow being like, ah, oh, it's actually not as bad as maybe I thought. I was I wasn't really sure of the use case for it, but I've ended up using it and killed a few people in situations where maybe I wouldn't have otherwise with the thermal on it because it's it's not like a normal thermal. You won't be spotting people that you didn't spot already. But if you see somebody or you hear somebody and you know kind of where they are and it's you're on customs and there's bushes and whatever, sometimes you get a glimpse of them on the thermal where you wouldn't know that they were there otherwise. And it's got a little crosshair, right? So you can just go thunk, thunk, yeah. thunk, and you just AP them from like through bushes. And it's, they can't move because <laughs> they're in a bush and it kills really fast. Um, and I had a couple of kills like that, which was kind of interesting. Anyway, what I was, I was theory crafting something which I thought was kind of fun or could be kind of fun. It's sort of fun, but not as good as I was hoping it would be, which was, so I All rebound right. the blind fire, right? And I'll talk about the key in a second, but I rebound blind fire because what I thought now, was kind of let cool. Me, mm, mm, let mm. me just clarify real quick. When you say blind fire, do you mean like overhead or just the general or both? The right, the right hand side blind fire. So I, I haven't okay. rebound the overhead blind fire. I've rebound the right hand, like peek the gun around the wall blind yes. fire specifically. I haven't rebound the overhead one. I still don't have a place for that on my keyboard. Mm-hmm. But what I did, so I rebounded, I guess I can tell, talk about the key. So I rebounded to alt right click. Oh, interesting. Because I don't ever want to ADS when I'm blind firing. So the right click button is actually not used. So it's basically an alternate ADS now. And it feels really natural to me. Okay. And I tried it and it doesn't interfere at all. I can still use WASD completely fine and hold down alt as well. So I can move around just as normal. It feels good, actually. It feels so really, do really you, good. Do you have um, toggle for right-click for ADS, or do you have I do. I'm a, I'm a toggle ADSer. Oh, me too. Okay. Ah. So so yeah. you would have to... So if you were ADS, you would have to hit Alt-Right-Click to un-ADS and free-lick? Is that how... Or not free-lick, but line fire. Is that how that works? What I did, okay, so what I did was I just, (laughs) I set it. Yeah. And it felt good. Okay. All I did was I just, and I'm not sure if you can finesse it. I'd need to go and look exactly how I did it. But I didn't do anything in particular. I'm not sure if you're allowed. I don't think that, I'm not sure. Because there were some of them where the key combinations, you're actually not allowed to put a double press, continuous, blah, blah, blah. And so I just did, I just went into the thing. I pressed, held down alt and then pressed right click. And I'm, 
pretty sure because blind fire works on a hold basis i think always i don't think it toggles at all and so yeah yeah and so and so when you do alt right click it does the blind fire but as soon as you let go it comes back again and then toggle ads works as normal so so it felt completely normal to me which was kind of cool yeah so so that worked because i was i've been trying to think about something like this for ages and i just thought oh i wonder if this works and i just did it and it felt great so i've just left it which is kind of interesting but the reason the reason why i wanted to do this in the first place was because mm-hmm. that thermal optic is the only optic that i'm aware of in the game that allows you to have your gun away from your body while you are not around the corner and to still see a, down a reticle of some kind so you can still see the camera so you can still see the camera mm-hmm. around the corner that's and shoot at people. It's only a very, very small amount of the screen. Okay. Which is kind of problematic. But you can sort of tell when someone has appeared. It's not <laughs> useful, Church. It's not actually <laughs> useful. I it's try, a I meme, really not try. meta. <laughs> I really... It is, it is a meme. It isn't meta. It is a meme. The camera itself, genuinely, I think might be meta. I think, that, I think the camera might be meta. 30k off the flea. Like oh, it's thirty k. It's that's actually really, really good. It's because no one uses it because everyone thinks it's completely useless. It's genuinely gotten me kills in, in places. Yeah, it has. It has otherwise. its place, but I wouldn't use yeah. it as like a primary thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not insane, but it definitely. The thing that the thing about it is that at worst, it does nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it. It, doesn't, yeah. it just doesn't help. But right. sometimes it's clutch. And that's Good the point. thing, right? It's like yeah. 30k for the optionality for maybe you get in a situation where as a dude sat in a bush, you hear someone rustle or they pull their, their medding or something and then they stop and you don't know where they are and you can just do, 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 do. and then you yeah. see like the, the foot <laughs> in the black, you know, in the black hot and you go and then you hear and you're like, got him. It's great. Like it's, it's cool. It's cool. Anyway, so that's what I was trying to do with the blind fire. I was trying to be able to see if I could see the screen. I was thinking about the the gun with the the mirror, like the round the corner gun, or you have like a mirror on it, you know, so mm-hmm. you can see down the corridor kind of thing. Like, wouldn't that be hilarious if you're you're not even visible? All it is is just your gun across the thing, and you're just using the thermal to shoot people. But if you could blind fire a bit less, if blind fire was graduated in some way, then it you could probably make it work because you could go halfway, and then it would be fine. And you'd only have maybe your right arm stuck out, something like that. But the fact that it pulls it all the way out, you can only see a sliver on the screen. You can't mm. really aim it. You can just tell, broadly speaking, when someone's there. And you wouldn't be able to do it with any precision. So if someone was just peeking down the end of office corridor or something, you, I don't think you'd even be able to see it. Like you'd, you'd only see it if someone runs around the corner right in front of you and you see the black go across the screen and you just start firing like a lunatic. That's really the only way. So that was quite fun. Um <laughs> The the uh, the other the other stuff was um, I ended up in a cool fight actually with the set, with that gun against a a duo, which I mentioned earlier. Where it was on customs. If you imagine on customs in the factory area where there's the the ramp over the one sided ramp over the fence up on the train the on the train tracks bit. So you can go over that ramp one way, but yes. you can't get back. It's sort of yes, on the way yes, to yes. old gas. Yep. Um, the if you went all the way down that fence to the the other entrance, which is 
people could well the other opening where people can go both ways in and out of that compound okay yeah by the road yeah it was on that corner of the the building inside the compound so it's the it's that building that's it's got, got like the, the blue van yeah it's inside. got the blue van in it exactly and it was it was at the not the blue van side but the wall kind of the wall side um and that was that was interesting because uh, they were actually I think they were just they were either like repacking mags or something they'd been there for quite a while and I came around the outside from the ramp section up the outside of the building and they heard me and I ended up hearing one of them. I was trying to cover both entrances because one guy was at the front and one guy was at the side, but I ended up pulling back around so I could only be seen from one angle. The first guy ran out and I shot him with a shotgun as he tried to get behind the spools, and then. I felt like I didn't play it too badly. I jumped across the open. I couldn't actually get up because my strength wasn't high enough. So I had to run all the way back and all the way back along. And I, was, I jumped across the opening and I actually managed to, well, if I hadn't done that, the guy would have killed me for sure when I went to go and look yeah. at his vision because he was sat inside the building watching that opening and I jumped straight across because I wanted to go and fake out as if I was going to loot his friend. So he had to go and do something. And he ran out of the front of the building. I then waited and right side peeked around, just around the edge of the corner. Um, and as he... He basically just sprinted out and he had an M4 with SSAAP in it, none, nonetheless, in uh, a 60 rounder. I don't actually know how he got enough of it. And he just went and just pre-fired me around the corner and killed me because you could see my arm poking out before I could see him, which was kind of weird. It was like a weird positioning you... thing. Sorry, were you right side peeking or left side peeking? I was. I was right side peeking. Yeah. And I thought I was leaning mm. out. Maybe I was just leaning out too far. I think... I don't know. I think that there were two, there's two things. I, th- I don't think it was too bad what I did. Like I was undergunned anyway, because I had the shotgun. Sure. He, I, I fired twice. He didn't die. And then I died. So I did get the opportunity to kill him. It wasn't like I mm-hmm. instantly got killed or anything. I could have, rather than staying up by the guy's body, which is right up, it was on the platform bit just outside that room area. Yeah. Instead of that, I could have, I could have like jumped over and then faked it out and then come down and been where he didn't think I was because he knew exactly where I was, which is part of the problem. And looking back, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, really. I might put it on Twitter or something. It doesn't really fit into a, a YouTube content in any way, but I might just put it on Twitter, just both of the um, both of the, the perspectives, just because it's interesting to see it. And, uh, I mean, the guy was running, yeah, SSAAP anyway, so he just, like, beamed me um, straight through my Class 5 gazelle. But... It was intriguing. I was like, oh, you know, maybe that. I think that was okay. I think the, the play was all right. I could have been a bit more unpredictable, but. Um... From his perspective, was he right side peeking also? He was le- he, so he was in the open looking around the left hand corner, but he was moving Man. and firing okay. in full auto. With yeah, like I'd a... be interested to see the clip. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and put it together. I'm not sure. I'm just this thing. I'm just not sure exactly where what the best kind of format is to put it i might just put it on things twitter video compression is also awful i, I don't really know i'm still thinking is, about man. where to put it maybe i'll put it in discord first and see what people think about yeah. it because it's almost one of those ones where i'm almost intrigued to see what people think if people think i like what what could i have done better because i was thinking about my own perspective thinking yeah i could have just come down and then right side peaked back where i was originally because i'd faked out jumping over to the his friend and then i could have just come down instead and right side peak there, he would have run out and I might have killed him there. Because of the angle of where I was, I was like up and like out, but I was kind of close to the wall, so I had to be a bit further away because the shotgun's too long and stuff. Like it was a little awkward. So maybe mm. I could have done something better. But I think it's one of those ones where it'd be kind of interesting to see people critique it um in some ways and just like figure out what to do. I think there could be more of that. I know Jesse does quite a lot of that stuff, the lessons beyond the grave and that kind of thing. I almost feel that there could be quite nice to do 
more critiquing and less just even like just making a YouTube video about it, but posting up stuff and saying like, here's a situation, you know, was this right? Was this wrong? What are the other options? That kind of stuff. I think that might actually be quite good for me and for anybody who watches it too, just to go through those different thought processes and think like, what's actually optimal here? Because it's not always clear. It's really not clear. And it's easy in hindsight to say, oh, well, you should have done this. But if you had done that and died and posted it, people say, oh, you should have done this. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's easy to say, well, you you lost. So um, so it's (laughs) easy to criticize, (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly. You lose, you get nothing. But that was kind of that was kind of interesting. Mm. That was kind of interesting. And um, the very very final thing that I had to to discuss super quickly was Matthias's tweet that he put out, which was the the Tarkov Toby test, which is a super hardcore run. Which I'm I was semi tempted by, but it says one reset <laughs> your account, two delete your secure container, three delete your entire inventory, four no scav runs, five no tasks, six no flea market, seven no squads except friends found in VoIP. Eight, you can only use fence for trades, and nine, reach level forty with the least deaths. Which I thought was a, an interesting, an interesting challenge, at least. Um, mm-hmm. And I said, "Our oh, dude's putting down the gauntlet," and he was just like, "Some people say they want the hardcore experience, you know." There <laughs> it is. Because I like the idea of these hardcore challenges all the time, and I put it to him in another tweet, which he didn't say anything about, but um, I'm sure he read, which is about having what we talked about before, which is potentially having hardcore character as a separate character that's unlocked maybe with a global quest or something enough people have to mm-hmm. escape or a certain amount of money or whatever something like that but i don't know it'd be interesting to do you just you need a lot of time for it which i don't really have right now but it's i'm gonna do a hardcore playthrough at some point because i think it's gonna be fascinating and that one is extra hardcore and i kind of like it yeah um yeah i read i remember reading that tweet i didn't, I didn't realize it was that hardcore <laughs> Uh, it's a funny thing to say it was kind of how I wanted to do it when I was thinking about hardcore mm. previously because a while back I really had to be in my bonnet about doing one of these things and I was trying to like write up some rules and, and all this other stuff but ended up just not having enough well being realistic and realising that I didn't have enough time to actually put the time into it I think I ran yeah. a couple of raids on my stupid rule set and ended up with a bleed in my hideout with no way to fix it and I was like, huh, this is problematic. Like, either I just have to wait for seven minutes for the bleed to go away. Because if I go into raid, I'm just going to die. Because I'm on yeah. so low health. And my hideout is on zero. So I don't get the health regen really either. It takes forever. So it's like, either I'm just going to have to like sprint to crack house to find a bandage. Like five raids in a row, but just die to yeah. Pegachads all the time. I was like, is this actually fun gameplay? Not really. Is it hardcore? I don't know, like dying over and over to a bleed. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not even sure how that works either. Because I almost want to say there's something you can do to like metagame it to where, like, you go in raid of a bleed and then you die and then you don't have to bleed anymore. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's probably true, actually. Like, I don't know if it's disconnecting and then, or but just then you dying. come back with like one health, don't you? As yeah, well. but at least you don't have the bleed. Actually, yeah, so you don't like... have because that was the one I did first, right? So I, I went in because I had nothing. I ended up on one health, and I went straight back into another raid. Didn't really. I said, "Oh, your character's damaged." I said, "Well, I can't heal him anyway." Went back into raid, and I died in like fifteen seconds because I only had four HP. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and find a, a CMS or something." I'm just like, "Oh no, I have a bleed." Okay, well that's me done. See you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I'm interested. The, 
I think once you can get over the little step of the beginning section. Yeah, that's the part that turns me off. Though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll do it at some point. Maybe I'll do it at some point, but it always appeals to me. Because... Oh, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. I just hate myself, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. Too, honestly, a little, a little too hardcore for me. Um, I was going to say that... You know, I thought about... Because I remember reading that tweet you put out about um, having the... It's basically like having a mode unlocked. Mm. Uh, how do I say this? Okay, it's... Yeah, having the mode unlocked through Quest, but like... Let's say that that's the only thing I'm interested in. It's almost like playing a, um, and I'll be brief because we got to wrap up here. It's almost like playing a mini game, you know, in that, you know, the regular game's a mini game, but the game I actually want to be playing is the game. You know what I mean? Like, if you ever played, I'm trying to think of a mini game um, that I've played. I mean, the thing is, I don't really want to play games like these, but. Yeah, I really don't. But I'm, I think I'm, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like I. It's not like I'm. It's not like the mini games ever. Uh, I'm thinking of like Ratchet and Clank. Like they're not. They don't really add anything to the game. Like I much rather be playing the game than the mini game. But it's just kind of there, you know. Um. And some of them are game that good or bad. But yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say there's a game I played years ago called Die Hard Arcade on the Sega Saturn. That's gonna age me. And that was a cracking game actually but that oh, yeah. had an arcade it was it was a console port from an arcade game and the way that the credit system worked on the sega saturn was there was a mini game beforehand which was a submarine game and you had to blow up submarines in a kind of inverse space invaders kind of way where you're okay. at the top of the screen and you have to use depth charges and that gave you your lives in the actual game hmm. you didn't want to be playing the submarine game yeah. you had to play the submarine game to get lives to go and play the real game because there was no coin insert and they didn't want to just give you infinite lives and so before you could play the actual game you had to go and play the uh, sub game even though you man. didn't want to be playing the real game which sounds like a lot like what you're talking about so you're saying well if i want to play the hardcore game i have to play the real game first well it's the inverse i have to play the mini game first to play the real game yeah, <laughs> that's how i the see hardcore it game is the real game but the hardcore um, game is the game i want to be playing yeah but the yeah yeah i think the reason why i suggested it that way was because kind of kept everybody together at the beginning and then mm -hmm. later on when people want to spread out you don't end up with the first person to complete it who wants to play hardcore i don't know or maybe maybe you just release it as one thing i don't know well here's it's just kind of nice that the community is all together at first and then people split off later once the community goal has been achieved of some kind that's why i kind of like the idea of that and then you don't have dead raids if you play hardcore because you're not just you're right releasing it when the first person escapes or, or whatever i don't know the other alternative as you say is just to release both but well, here's the other interesting part. If you think of um, like Dota 2 or CSGO, they technically have a mini game, and it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's really perspective based how you see it. But, you know, let's say the real game, quote unquote, is ranked matchmaking, right? But to play ranked, you got to ha have X amount of number of games to play the real game. And these unranked games are usually, usually have different rule sets like they're slightly altered to be more um yeah i guess that's a good word yeah 
I, I'm trying to think of like CSGO. I think it has like some different stuff. Anyway, I know Dota 2 for sure. Like there's different or- orders to picking and banning and things like this compared to ranked um, that have like meaningful impacts. So anyways. But um, yeah, it is. It, I don't know. That's interesting because it's like. uh, It's sort of like prepares them for the real game in a more you know lighter sense i don't know it's uh i don't know what i'm saying but i had that thought come to me earlier and so i was like huh that's also an interesting way because then you know you could take that same logic apply it to what you're saying and it's almost like it sort of preps you for the real game you know it's like the training grounds for the yeah you know, and there's know. kind of as you say there's sort of a model there in other games so it actually makes me feel even more like this is a good idea. <laughs> I take back everything at no, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't know because those those two thoughts are like weighing in my head. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, I'm like, oh, this is just a mini game. I don't want to. I'd rather play this. But on the other hand, um, yeah, you know, I kind of think like, well, these other games have mini games, and I think they offer some good things. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think about some more. Yeah, I think it's fine. And if you do want to be playing that game, you're probably an experienced player, anyways. You're going to be able to finish the first game quicker anyway and the games are quite similar right. like right i don't know I, th- I think it's i think it's fine i think it's fine yeah because it's not and it's not really a mini game it's not like it's a completely yeah. different game it's just an altered exactly. rule set so yeah that's interesting all right and anything I think else it's more interesting oh. oh i just think it's more interesting than having it unlocked right away i think it's more interesting having it kind of like new game plus you know it's released after a certain mm-hmm. amount of time it kind of gives people who want to do that it gives them a wipe without having a wipe because they all get to start that's again true. on hardcore yeah, later. That's like, true. I don't know how long it would take. I mean, you could tailor right. it so it takes three months, let's say. So if it took three months, then everybody who's going, oh, there's no content, the hardcore becomes unlocked and everyone gets to start again. He's bitching and moaning and whining on Twitter. I'd be helping so many Timmies on customs to your quest. I'm like, come on, dude. Sorry if I can play the game. <laughs> You're trying to like get the pack of watch. Oh, can you imagine that, right? And then the whole community is just like trying to sherp everyone through, like, dude, come on, let's go, boys. Through the quest. Like, it would it would actually probably kind of bring the community together a bit more, I think, and get mm-hmm. people to help each other out more if there was a community goal everyone was working towards. I don't know. Maybe it would just change people's mindset a bit about helping others. It's such yes. a weird thing. Help each other so we can kill each other in this different, slightly altered rule set. It's even harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and more masochistic funny. it is funny it's funny yeah cool um i know i rattled through the last few things but i kind of wanted to i kind of wanted to mention them at least because i thought it was mm-hmm. some interesting interesting stuff but uh yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it for me for this week i think pretty much, yeah. pretty much it i hope i'm going to get a bit more time to play again and then uh, have some more interesting things for next time um as we continue on yeah let's see let's see Anything else from you? You good? All good? Long live RMT. That's all. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. Is that for next week? Is that for next week? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I got. I got something I want to talk about, but it's just it's not going. We're not going to fit it in. So, okay. um, yeah, we'll uh get her in next time. Cool, cool. And um, yeah, dude. Long live Tarkov. Long live Tarkov. Catch you guys next week. Ciao, ciao.